0: to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan.
1: And my name's Kay.
0: And we're so delighted to be back with part two of our question time episode. Last time, we were going through lots of questions which have been asked of us by you lovely listeners over the last few years now, actually, since we started the radio show, we've been collating them all up. We did one episode ages ago, but we had loads left, so we thought we'd do another. And
1: we still th- have There were so left. many, there were still loads <laughs> left.
0: But thankfully, you guys seem to have really enjoyed that episode, because we had lots of messages, mm. which thank you so much for those. So we're delighted to finish off our episode today, and also... We had someone suggest a really cool subject to talk about for a whole episode, and we've got a, a funnily enough, something lined very up similar. very similar, yeah. so it's actually going to be a little series, and, um, you know, we'll see how those two go, and we, we may even do another one as well after that too, so that's three whole episodes all mm. lined up, it's very exciting.
1: Very exciting.
0: To... are you
1: laughing
0: at? You just did your repeating thing, I love it, it's my favourite, could you uh, have my gloves sorry. for me?
1: I will hold your gloves.
0: So yes, I'm fe- knitted
1: of course.
0: I'm feeling a bit stiff today. After I my... know.
1: Dan was <sighs> out doing some filming work for our video show yesterday.
0: Yes, uh, finishing off the filming for our new Rise and Fall of the Monastery series. And I had quite a lot of walking to do. You did. Just at the start, really. I think it was having that long sort of... Yeah.
1: Because I'm...
0: Just thinking back, all the filming I've done recently, normally I'd walk a little bit, yeah. do a bit of filming. That I had like a two-mile walk.
1: Walk to a start point, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah.
0: So it was a little bit different. So you know that feeling when everything feels like it's gonna take a bit of time to get yeah. going.
1: And you haven't run this morning, it's your day off from running, isn't it? So it is a little Thursdays, walk yes. will be good.
0: Should hopefully get everything moving. Yeah. So yes, my shoes are tied up. I have my gloves. Without further ado, I've got let's my get it my up for a lovely walk, and start answering some questions. Just
1: start my run-keep. Sounds a bit rough, doesn't it? <laughs> That's Na- both of us. Neighbour's car said. sounding a bit rough. Both said it. Uh, Runkeeper. keeper
0: Jinx, jinx.
1: Sound a bit rough? Does it sound exhausty? I think he's got a hole in his exhaust. Yes. Start, my runkeeper. So we're off to see the wizard.
0: Oh yes, and let's start with the first question. Well, that was fun.
1: Oh, I just dropped my phone twice. <laughs> Gosh, don't ask. Uh, I've got my big coat on and it was just oh, too much stuff going on. I'm incapable, obviously, of putting something in my pocket. All is fine.
0: So, the first question, and I think it's quite a... It's, it's quite a challenging one, or it certainly was when I read it. And, and we, we've not pre-done these questions, you know, because I think it's much more fun. You get a much more honest answer if you just go for it. Mm. With them. And so... The question is, what was the best TV show that we watched in 2022? And Mm. if I was a betting man, I would say that you probably won't be able to remember any of the TV shows that we watched in 2022. (laughs)
1: That would be correct. I don't remember anything until you remind me. Don't
0: you think though, that that says a lot? Does that Um. say a lot about current TV?
1: Oh well, we don't really watch TV.
0: Yeah, but so forget that. You need to not think of it in that way. Oh, right, okay. What we're talking about is series, series that have been produced, a, not well, necessarily in twenty twenty two.
1: But things we've watched in twenty twenty two. Things that we watched in
0: twenty twenty two. Just so
1: remind me of the things we watched then.
0: So I can't. Re- <laughs> I can't remember all of them.
1: What are the ones that stick out in your head then?
0: Well, okay. Well, I, I'll just have to put all the words in your mouth because you, you can't were, remember. I, so no, I can't remember. Okay, so. Uh, we really, really enjoyed The Orville.
1: Oh, gosh. Was that last year? Y- yes. This is the problem. Things just seem like ages ago to me.
0: Yeah, I know. So we watched The Orville season three last year. We did. But whilst we really didn't like the first few episodes, no. those were being sort of put together pre-COVID, yeah, then sort of coming the, yeah. out the back end of COVID. And I just think because of that, they were doing the best that they could, but it just, it, it it really sort of came to life about sort of episode four.
1: Yeah, and then it was really excellent. Oh, it
0: was just stupendous. I mean, to, to the point of, you know, by that, that final episode, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, yeah. I've not watched a series in a long time which had the sort of level of writing quality.
1: Brilliant.
0: And, and like, callbacks to things going on earlier on in the mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Just very nonchalant. Not like, do you remember where Gordon sent a sandwich forward in time oh, yeah. and then it appeared, it just <laughs> it appeared, appeared yeah. and he went, oh great, my sandwich, picked it up and ate it and walked off yeah, and yeah. it's just silly little things like that That it, it's that level of storytelling I think sometimes, which I think is just tremendous mm. so we really enjoyed the Orville we also watched The Dropout last year
1: oh that was very good
0: about Elizabeth Holmes
1: that was fascinating and, and terrifying all in the same Yeah.
0: and of course that sort of it, it, it's a hot... Well, I suppose it's not that hot a topic now, but it was a hot topic to an extent because yeah. the, the trial then happened, didn't it? And then she's, yeah. she just got sentenced and...
1: She has just been sentenced. Sentenced to yeah. prison. She has.
0: Along with the guy as well who was yeah. involved.
1: Yeah, which so, is quite right, really. Yeah,
0: that I've was really good. I mean, that was really good. It
1: was really good and it was acted brilliantly well. She was so like her.
0: Yeah, terrifying.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we also watched The Sopranos last year.
1: Oh, we re-watched it. We love The yeah. Sopranos.
0: Yes, and you know, it's a tricky one because the dropout was superb. I mean, it, it really was superb, wasn't yeah. it, the dropout? It was. But, you know, we would. I suppose we would have to say that the, the best thing we watched in 2022 was The Sopranos.
1: Um, Yes, I mean, I'd I'd agree with you. I mean, I know it's not a new series, but I suppose it doesn't have to be, does it?
0: Well, no, not now. in this world of, um, you know, watching things on stream.
1: That's true. I'll
0: just let me deal with my shoelace. So, would you agree? Do you think The Sopranos was the best?
1: I would definitely agree. I love The Sopranos. I think we've watched it. Have we watched it twice all the way through now together. Yeah. I mean, I I'd watched it myself years ago. Yeah. You know, pre Dan. Yeah. I'd watched it. Yeah. Love it. So yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic series, and yeah, you know, it's it's got some content if you know what I mean. It's it's not for the faint, faint heart. of heart. No. But the characters are just amazing. Yeah. And it's acted so brilliantly well. Yeah, And it's got, it's funny as well as being kind of terrifying at points. Yeah. Um, and you really love the characters even though some of them are incredibly bad people.
0: Yes. <laughs> you yeah.
1: kind of still love them.
0: Just there before, you may have heard me say I was stopping to tighten my shoelace. It was yeah, actually- Yeah, that's
1: code. It was
0: a blatant lie.
1: It's cold for when somebody's walking right behind us. I don't
0: I don't know if in we've...
1: personal space. Yeah,
0: I don't know if we've touched on this before. I can't remember if we have. We haven't on the radio show. But, like, you know when you're walking down the street and someone is literally, you know... Up your... They, they yeah. have... And there's no-one around. Literally no-one no. around. And, you know, I deliberately will either drop back or overtake or speed someone. speed
1: up. That's what I do.
0: And I just... It's like my goodness
1: (laughs) people have got no sense of like no space have they no
0: so k -K knows whenever i say that that's always
1: (laughs) it always means there's someone right behind us yeah
0: (laughs) because i I wouldn't want to be so rude as to just (laughs) just Just stop
1: stop and go go on men. yes (laughs) yes,
0: i know (laughs) it's hilarious so best tv show 2022 was The Sopranos, which finished in about 2007.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you've not watched it, there might be people out there that have never watched it.
0: Okay, another question was, we have to agree on our uh, ultimate three course meal.
1: Wow. (laughs) Gosh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Is this kind of a question for, like, if we could actually eat anything? Well, or what we can eat now. Well, I
0: suppose we could give two answers. Yes, I, 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 my, my instinct would be that they're asking us now, but perhaps they weren't. Right. So, because oh,
1: yeah. there's things now that we just wouldn't eat, yeah. that historically we would have eaten, you know, just delicate tummies, all that kind of stuff.
0: But the, the, there's a huge, a huge but to all this.
1: I know it, what my pudding uh, is. If the, that's
0: the, the. the the person who's answered the question perhaps may have thought that that question would elicit a certain amount of debate between the two of us, but the chances of that are slim because I'm not really a lover of food. No,
1: he isn't.
0: So, you no, know... No, Dan
1: I... just eats because you have to eat to survive, <laughs> that's, that's your theory on eating, isn't it? Yes. Sir. You find it a huge inconvenience yes. to have to eat. Yes. But, Whereas I, you know, I enjoy I enjoy food, but, but not as much as I used to, you know, I'm not as enthusiastic about it as I used to be.
0: The great thing is, I've needed to lose a bit of weight recently, Yeah. and because I couldn't give a monkeys about food, I've been able to cut certain things out.
1: And it's not really bothered you. And I haven't
0: given her monkeys.
1: And you've done so well, you lost half a stone in a week, and I said... You know, it doesn't need to lose a lot, but you really only need to lose maybe two or three more pounds, I would say. Right. But I said to you, if you cut this, 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 and this out, yeah. it'll just drop off you. And so that's I did. exactly what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Which was... you've just not been eating like butter and peanut butter and chocolate.
0: Cut out lots of saturated stuff.
1: Yeah, all the saturated fats. Yeah.
0: yeah. And also, I've, I've really trimmed down on the bread.
1: Yes. Mm. Because normally I make a loaf every week for you and the last loaf I made you, so that's lasted you two weeks, That so you froze half of it, didn't you? Cut yeah. it in half, froze half of yeah.
0: it. It froze great.
1: Yeah, I oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: Really great, actually.
1: So I haven't made one for over a week. I'm gonna make you one tomorrow, aren't I?
0: So what is our ultimate three-course meal? Starter?
1: Starter. Well.
0: What would you go for?
1: Mm, I mean I'm kind of sort of traditional, I tend to like things like, you know, a really good prawn cocktail, or, <laughs> yeah I know, how sad am I? It's
0: 1978!
1: It is! <laughs> I'm not a soup person for starter, I would never ever have soup.
0: Like our daughter Briny. <laughs> her opinion on soup is, why would I want to drink my lunch? Yeah, it's just, like social she, media, she, pointless. She, she,
1: she, yeah, that's, that is her opinion on social media and how fantastic is that?
0: So yeah, so you know. Bryony will say social media is like soup. Pointless. Utterly
1: pointless. Why would
0: I want to drink my lunch? I love yeah. it. I love um, it.
1: So I would just never have soup for a starter because it's too filling for me as a starter. Soup, also... soup and bread, that's like your lunch, isn't it? Not well, a starter.
0: Soup as well. I find it very warming. It so, is very
1: warming. If it was winter, you might really want soup a, cold as a starter. It's really good on cold day. I suppose if it was a very light soup. But even then, I don't find soup very enticing generally. Um, I do have soup for my lunch once a week maybe, but anyway, so no, I wouldn't have soup. I would probably have something fish orientated I think.
0: I once went out on a date with a girl.
1: I do like like a mackerel pate.
0: I once went out on a date with a girl, I just had one date, Yeah. because uh, we went out for dinner. She ordered gazpacho and sent it back because oh. it was cold. Oh, no. No, that was it. She was also oh, ordering... Now, I'm sorry about this, folks, and I've got no issue at all. If you enjoy drinking a pint of lager, that's fine. But I, I didn't... I wasn't... She ordered a pint? Yes, I wasn't enamoured. Oh, did she? I wasn't enamoured with a girl who sent back the, the, the gazpacho because it was cold whilst drinking a pint. A pint. And I, you see, I... I,
1: I do think the same as you, but yeah. these days you know people would disagree with you that women can drink whatever they want they absolutely
0: but can but don't expect me to find it it's attractive. not very
1: ladylike is no, it no. sat with a pint i'm
0: sure there'll be lots of people that would find it attractive
1: i'm sure so that's funny each to their own yes, yeah. Yes. yeah
0: so what is our ultimate three so course? what would
1: you i'd probably go for something fishy so
0: well i'd, uh, I'd agree with that
1: prawns or like you say a, a fish pate or something oh, like that okay what
0: you know what our ultimate starter is? Do I? Our ultimate starter is the same now as what it would have been ten years ago. And what was it? It's what we have at Christmas.
1: Oh, that is lovely. Because
0: it's got prawn cocktail in it. Yes. And?
1: And smoked. Fishy business. Yeah, what what I do at Christmas, and I, I don't know where I found this recipe but we we prefer it with smoked trout. Yes,
0: oh, oh, be if still, we can, my beating heart. <laughs>
1: if we can get smoked trout, oh. then we use that, but failing that, smoked salmon, yeah. and what you do is you line a little ramekin dish yeah. with the smoked salmon or smoked trout, yeah. and then you fill it with effectively a poor cocktail mix, yeah. Yeah. and then you seal it up with the rest of the fish, you know, that's sort of hanging over the sides, yeah. seal it up into a little parcel, yeah and you've lined the ramekin with cling film before you started yeah. so you like take the cling film off and sort of twist it into a little parcel and put it in the fridge for you know a bit so i do it in, i normally do it in the morning on christmas day yeah. and then i just what you then do is just have a bed of lettuce you have a chunk of lemon on the side yeah. and then you just put it on top of the bed of lettuce with some lemon and it's delicious.
0: What it does is I think it takes something dated, like a prawn cocktail, yeah. and brings it absolutely.
1: And this year, actually, the smoked, we, it was smoked salmon, we, got, we had, but it was like a beetroot yeah. infused one. Yeah, So it, was it was bright pink. Yeah. And d- just anything beetroot and I'm there.
0: Yeah. I love beetroot. So that's the starter? So, yes. What's the main course?
1: Hmm, main course. Hmm...
0: You see, we do like pasta.
1: I was going to say it's probably some kind of pasta dish. Do you know, I really like, and I've had this a few times when we've gone to, I had this when we went to that Italian when we were in the Lake District. Do you know that really good Italian? Yeah. And all I had was pasta with like a a fresh tomato sauce. Right. And do you know, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, simple. Simple. Yeah. So something like that I think I would go for. I would never go for like steak.
0: With a nice bit of cheese, I'd have parmesan, yeah, you'd have cheddar, but yeah, you had I'd, parmesan in that restaurant.
1: I did have parmesan because yeah. they're not going to give me grated cheddar in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Can you imagine
0: how offended they'd be?
1: I just, I like parmesan, I don't like the smell, I find the smell a bit offensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually just grate cheddar onto my pasta.
0: But yeah, I, um, I, I would absolutely go for that. I mean, I do really, really like eating. I really love healthy stuff, yeah. like salads. I love, like...
1: You like superfood salads, yeah, don't you? Yeah, really
0: like superfood salads. Like,
1: I think that's my walking man, but he's way over there, look. Yeah.
0: I love any salads with uh, quinoa in it. I really like. And, you know, anything along those lines with, mm-hmm. like, chicken...
1: Yeah, you see, I love chicken as well. I would, I would never, like I said, I would never have steak or no. anything really heavy like that.
0: But, you know... Or we're,
1: stews or... We're not, yeah. we're
0: not talking a light lunch here. We're no. talking, you know, perfect three-course meal. And I would say, I, I, you know, absolutely, I'm with you all the way. I love pasta. Yeah.
1: So and probably that like really a nice. simple, you know, fresh, yeah. past, fresh tomato sauce yeah. with basil. Yeah. Some lovely pasta, preferably spelt. Yeah. Cheese on top, lovely.
0: And what about the pudding then? You know what the pudding is already. I do know
1: what my pudding is. My all-time favourite pudding, or dessert, if you want to call it that, we always say pudding, is banoffee pie. Right. I absolutely love banoffee pie. I could eat it all day, every day. (laughs) And you're not keen, are you? You don't really like bananas very much.
0: I mean... they they just seem extreme I mean you know I'm I am absolutely a person who eats because I need to but they really do feel like something that you're eating because you need to.
1: Bananas? Yeah. Oh, I love bananas.
0: It feels very sort of, I'm doing my body good here. So there are times.
1: Bananas have been really difficult to find in oh, a good rubbish. state- Oh, it's
0: From these anywhere. past
1: couple of years.
0: From anywhere.
1: You know, it's really hard to find good bananas. We find anyway, they're yeah. either completely, completely green. Yeah. Or completely overripe.
0: Or they look okay and you get them They home look okay, and they're all which is the
1: bunch that you got me last time and you open them up. Oh, no. And they're like bad all the way through. I
0: knew that there was a proportion of those bananas that were rubbish. You could see it sort of sprouting out on the outside. Yeah, I mean, a couple of them. But there was them, a couple that looked okay. Yeah, a couple and I'm of telling them were okay. There was and no I ate others those. that looked any good.
1: No, I don't know what's going on with bananas at the moment. Or oh, I say at the moment, it really has been for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. So that is our ultimate three-course meal. What would
1: you have for pudding? You didn't say what you would have. Oh, I know what you would have. What would I have? You like lemon tart.
0: Yeah, I do, but.
1: And you like treacle tart.
0: I do, but I don't want. I do, I, I'm sort of. A, I don't really want pastry anymore.
1: All right. Okay. So. How about the lemon thing I'm going to make this weekend? Oh yes, this is lovely. It's, it's called a,
0: lemon polenta. Is it? No, no it's no, called
1: a lemon grease tart. That's
0: it. From, it's from Switzerland.
1: From Switzerland. It's course. It, yeah, it's really nice. It's sort of like a non-traditional sponge. Yeah. It's got semolina in and it's got ground almonds yeah. in. Yeah. And you sort of sandwich two of those together. Yeah. With some uh, lightly whipped cream and there's raspberries in there as well, I think. Yeah, there is, yeah. So all really nice.
0: Really nice. When we had it before...
1: Not heavy either.
0: Not heavy... And one of those things which you could eat and not worry about afterwards. Yeah. The only thing, you know, on it that isn't my favorite is whipped cream.
1: You're not very good with whipped cream, are you? No, but... A I'll little bit, you okay. I'll make an
0: exception for lemon grease tort. <laughs> I teased at the end of the last show this question, and that was, Dan appears to have a great affinity with music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It just really made me laugh when this question came. Well, yeah, it made me laugh. He <laughs> appears to have... Uh, the person didn't mean it in any way no. other than a, just a question, yes. you know. Yes, But I said to you, you know, if you knew, Dan, you know, and I said to him at the time, if you cut him open... You said open, it on the show. Oh, did I say yeah. it on the show? Yeah.
0: Yeah, on the last show. You said it, if you If you're a stick of
1: rock and you cut you open... There'd be notes. Yes.
0: Well... Uh, so, yeah, the question was, I appear to have a great affinity with music. Can I name five pieces of music that I love and the reasons why I love them? And if Kay can name anything that she loves and why she loves it, all the better. So, I'll start. Okay. And if you happen to think of anything...
1: Mine are going to be, like, pop songs. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I will start with... And I have, I have thoughts about this because, honestly, as Kay sort of referred to look i could just talk for a long time
1: yeah
0: and you know once i start down one particular rabbit hole as people say i'd I'd disappear down there for an hour yeah and it would be so hard for me to sort of hone down onto five i mean the the question doesn't ask for a top five no but what i've tried to do is i've tried to give i've tried to give a fairly broad sort of feeling so i'm going to start with. A piece of music which I first heard when I was about 13 or maybe 12 and I was played it as a music education I was being taught what was good and what was not good
1: yeah
0: and the the whole sort of collection of music was uh, Rachmaninoff's uh, theme on Paganini ah. and I love all of that but the variation because it's all variations on the theme So you've got the theme, and each different one is a variation on that theme. And the variation that I would say to you, if you haven't listened to this, or if you want to get an idea into, into me, I suppose, and the type of music that I really love, go listen to Variation 18. And actually then Variation 18, running right the way through to the end, is just stupendous. But what happens in Variation 18 is it becomes more of a sort of romantic piano, uh, sonata, right. so it's very you know some of Rachmaninoff's theme on Paganini is quite sort of full on. Yeah, I played bits of it to you before, and because you really like piano classical music, you I love,
1: do, I do.
0: Uh, Beethoven and, and things, um, But you found it a little bit too full on, right? But Variation eighteen isn't. And it's lovely and it's sweeping and it's just gorgeous. So Variation 18, Rachmaninoff's uh, of Paganini, I would say is the first thing that I would mention. The second thing that I would mention is, I think I would have to say, oh, it's tricky because I don't know whether I should say Whiplash by Hank Levy or Caravan by John Casson. And you know both of these pieces of music.
1: Do you? I know Whiplash sounds familiar.
0: Well, both of these pieces of music are in the movie Whiplash. Oh, right, there you go. And Caravan is the big finale in the film. Right. And, I mean, it, it, yeah, you, you were properly into it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Caravan is a sort of fairly full-on traditional sort of big band jazz. Yes. But but mass market big band jazz, not your sort of, I'm really not into like full on improvisation, yeah. totally going off on it. And it just being like twiddly this all over the place. Uh-huh. That for me is not my cup of tea. Caravan is not like that. It's a well-structured, brilliant piece of music. And the reason why, I'm gonna go with Caravan. Whiplash is tremendous, cause it's just got the most amazing feel. But Caravan, it's just so energetic and it feels like rhythms from all over the world and it's just marvellous. So Caravan by John Casson. I'll follow that up with the first time I heard The Chicken by Jaco Pastorius. To me, I felt like I was having some sort of high. (laughs) It honestly felt, it did something to my brain. I don't have a clue what it was. Gosh. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sure
1: you did play it for me one time.
0: Oh, this is. I mean, you it's a tricky one, right? I've played it for people before, and they just don't get it. Mm. And what you're listening for in the chicken is, you're listening to the most amazing bass player in the history of the world, who is playing what's known as dead notes. Yeah. So this is a note, which he doesn't allow the note to ring. It's like a percussive sound. So it's like he's That's playing weird. bass and drums all at the same time.
1: Right.
0: He's also playing so many notes, he makes bass guitar sound like a lead instrument. But then you've got my favourite drummer of all time playing with him. Yeah. And that is, of course, the man who appeared in the final episode oh, yeah. of the Orville season three, which oh, is Peter Erskine. Gosh, yes. The sort of relationship oh, between...
1: Oh, can you hear the birds? <laughs> <laughs> We're just in the park walking past the aviary.
0: The relationship between the sort of bass and the drums in that piece of music is amazing. Nothing's coming to mind for you, is it?
1: I've got a couple go on, that have great. come to mind. Go on then. They're really not as, as, like, like you know, beautiful pieces of music like you've just said. But there's two songs that, when and I hear them, just makes them go all tingly. And the first one is John Denver, Annie's Song. Right. A very well-known yeah, yeah. yeah. song but I absolutely love it, I've always loved it from yeah. being really, quite small I seem to remember
0: Yeah.
1: and then another one I really love is Josh Groban The Anthem Anthem? The an- yeah, or is it just called Anthem? Sorry, yes. not The Anthem, yes. sorry <laughs> but both of those have just got I don't know, just, it just does something to me Yeah. so I do love both of those Gorgeous We're catching up with my walking friend now yes. we walk past him, which is a bit strange I'm not used to doing
0: that. Do you not normally walk past it?
1: Not like this, no. We normally walk like past each other in opposite directions. You see me giving him a wave. That's fun. So what's...
0: So uh, I've got... how many did I give? I think I gave three. Three? So I've got two more to go. So I would say a song called...
1: Morning.
0: A song called Please Don't Stop by John Boner.
1: Oh, produced, never heard of it.
0: produced by Quincy Jones right. and with vocals by John Legend. Oh,
1: Boy. it's your man crush. Yeah. You nice love I mean, John Legend.
0: That, that man has the most amazing
1: voice. He does have an amazing voice. <laughs> it's like, oh. An amazing presence as yes. well. Yes. We watched him in Jesus Christ Superstar, Superstar. he's just so fantastic. He
0: is. I mean, for me, he's the ultimate Jesus.
1: (laughs) He is the ultimate Jesus. Because of that
0: presence that he's got. If we're
1: allowed to say that. Yeah,
0: But, you know, it it just uh, really embodied the part really well, sang it superbly well. But anyway, this particular song produced by Quincy Jones. So the production and the reason why I love it is It's it's all about the production of it, so the the instruments that have been chosen, what's being played at any particular moment, and the art of good production is, it's not what you put in, it's what you leave out.
1: Nice.
0: So, you know, a bad producer, you know, sometimes will listen to music Mm. like the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman.
1: Yeah.
0: And everything, and the kitchen sink, has been thrown into every song that there is. Yeah. It's just too busy. So anyone... You know, if, if you've been taught music and you know about music, yeah. it's just too much. It's like sensory overload. You're like, just leave something out, boys. It would have been so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. What Quincy Jones does in this song is, it's it's a pop song.
1: Yeah,
0: it's brilliant, and it's quite sparse. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of instruments going on, and it's just clever, really clever. I love it. And then uh, the final one that I will say, oh, it's tricky now, because. Oh, I'm going to have to say the overture to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
1: Oh, amazing!
0: I mean that, that that string opening. Yeah. You know, and and if you've seen the movie, you're looking at at, at the, scenes from the of Tapestry. Yes. And it's like the perfect mix of music and images setting the the, the scene mm. for a superb film
1: yeah.
0: and a robin hood with an american accent
1: yes <laughs> we love it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because of course, he's well, been off p- on the Crusades and his accent would be weird.
1: Well, there's other people with American accents in it as well, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, Christian Slater. Christian Slater's there. Christian
0: Slater, a man who's lived his whole life in England.
1: <laughs>
0: Sounds like he's from the Bronx. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but it doesn't matter.
1: No, it doesn't matter. Morgan Freeman?
0: He does at least um, manage to sound like where he's <laughs> you know, from. know uh, from, The Holy Land.
1: Yeah, take that back. That is true. He does, he does sound like he is from yeah, the he Holy does, Land. He
0: does put an accent on.
1: He does. Whereas so it, Kevin Costner's like, I'm not even trying.
0: Yeah, forget that. Yeah. I'm not bothering with that. I mean, I'd I'd love to know if there was like a meeting. Right, Kevin, you're gonna play Robin Hood. What accident are you gonna do? Well, I I thought (laughs) mine. Just
1: gonna talk. I
0: thought mine would work. (laughs) But it does work. It does work, No complaints from us. It's one of our favorite films. It is.
1: We're
0: getting to a slightly more meaty question now. And that is, and again, I teased this one last time, We both dealt with me being ill from completely different perspectives. Yeah. But in the questioner's view, exceptionally positive and brilliant ways.
1: Gosh, right.
0: How on earth did we manage it?
1: Well, that's a big question, isn't
0: it? Yeah. I mean, it really is a big question because, you know, I know we've got, I know we've got patrons, I know we've got listeners who are, in similar positions to yeah. what we, we were in and yeah. also as well there'll be lots of people who I don't know that are listening
1: mm.
0: who have been in similar positions and you know everyone's got their own path to follow and mm. I don't think there's any right path. No because you've just got to find, when you're in that position, you just have to find your way through, yeah, don't you? I mean,
1: I don't think you ever know how you will deal with something like that until you've actually gone through it. Yeah. I don't think you could ever prepare yourself for it. No. I don't think.
0: I mean, we, we, we actually had, because we did not mention this a little bit on the last show, because we, we said when we were talking about, someone asked if we get on as well as it looks like we do, or something like <laughs> that, I can't remember. Uh, or what's it like working together yeah, all the time? That was yeah, it. Yeah. And we mentioned the fact that after I'd had cancer, it brought us closer together.
1: Yeah.
0: And we actually had a message from someone who said that, that they'd been going through something similar. Um, and, you know, it was really quite sort of poignant for me to... to you just don't anticipate, when you talk about things sometimes, you don't think there's going to be someone actually, right now,
1: Going through In it.
0: exactly the same position that you're in, and mm, dealing mm, with the, mm, the, the partner mm. dynamic. Yeah. Because w- we couldn't have guessed, could we at all, how no. things would have gone? No, I mean, no. I don't know how, Is, I, I would guess that you think, how on earth did I deal with it?
1: Yeah, I do think that. And you know, at the time, when Dan was first diagnosed, Brian, he was nine maybe? eight or nine, you know, she was very young, she was still in primary school. And we, where we live now, we don't have family anywhere near us. Either one, either side of of us, we don't have family anywhere near. So it felt, it did feel very much like we just had to deal with it by ourselves. And I think because Bryony was so young, we obviously did, we wanted to protect her from what was going on as much as we possibly could. And from my point of view, really, I just dealt with each day as it as it happened.
0: Yeah, I think we talk about that a lot, yeah. even now. When the going gets tough, you just have to shorten your expectations.
1: That's just, yeah, and I just literally sometimes had to just deal with, right, what am I doing this afternoon? Focus on that, and then think about, the evening. Not going to think about tomorrow, just get through that particular bit of time.
0: I mean, what, what I would say from my point of view is you you did such an amazing job because at no point uh, did I feel any sort of pressure or concern or worry about you and me. No. And, and about anything in the house. I felt completely... At, I felt like I, was, I had this. you were giving me the space and the support to just deal with it. Yeah. And to fight it.
1: So we just had to set everything aside, really, and just accept this, you know, just accept the situation and just focus on what we needed to focus on.
0: I mean, I would say that, you know, you, you say, I mean, I'm sure anyone, well, I mean, it does annoy me, this, this this sort of, uh, if you talk to someone who's not experienced cancer, I think it's the ultimate sort of thing that, that scares everyone yeah, to death. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: I just think that that's such a terrible thing to do, because I think that what that does is it puts you in a position where, you know, if you're in that position where you get diagnosed, you've been told by, it's really the wider media, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The easy yeah.
0: win in any film is I know what we'll do. We'll give one of the characters yeah, cancer yeah. and actually we'll probably kill him off yeah, too.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, Whereas, I
1: think. You know, these days with the advancement in medicine.
0: It's still not it, great, but my goodness, not it's nowhere great. near as bad as what no. it was.
1: You know, and everybody's situation with cancer is different.
0: The, the thing though that I always come back to is. I, I have an amazing specialist, but she yeah. was on holiday, and there was her boss came in, and she was a very sort of scary but yeah. lovely
1: yeah. very
0: sort of powerful looking woman yeah. and she said to me that in her opinion, at least fifty percent of the battle takes place in your head yes, and she said that you will see people come in with diagnoses that's nowhere near as bad as yeah. the person in the next bed, and they won't make it, yeah. but the person in the next bed with a terrible diagnosis yeah. will make it because they approach it with positivity.
1: Absolutely. And they yeah. think
0: that they're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, so and they are. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And that was a big thing for me when she said that, but then also, I mentioned this before, I just remember being really down I talking to my mum on the phone, I must have really pushed her to the to the limit because yeah. it was quite a shocking thing that she said. But she said, if I thought I was going to be dead tomorrow, there's no way I'd be wasting today being depressed about it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And if you think about it, that's the best advice. It is. Because it's true, isn't it?
1: It is true. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow, do we? Exactly. You know?
0: And, you know, we live in, in, in a mortal world where anything could happen tomorrow. Anything could happen. So... You may as well live.
1: Yeah, which is, that's a different, I mean, you and me are very different in terms of our outlook on life, generally, I think. And I think I have got better than I used to be. Oh Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: But I would say Dan is very much an optimist, and historically I've always been very much a pessimist. Yeah. I find it hard not to focus on the bad things.
0: That's why we're such in a, a good situation.
1: Partnership. Yeah, I do find it really hard. It's like, for example, you know, if I put a pattern out and I get a 100 positive comments, but then I get one negative comment, it's that one negative comment that sticks in my head and I focus on it and I stew on it and I think I'm a failure and a... You know,
0: I, I, I think you you're harsh on yourself there with that because I do think it's human nature. It's in all human yeah, nature I think it
1: is. to yeah.
0: to you know in, in a situation like that yeah. to be sort of brought down by yeah. one, one one negative. But you know, so coming back to coming back to the question, how did we do it? Well, I think we we both said taking every day,
1: day at a time, trying to be. Um, for me, I focused really strongly on Bryony, yeah. keeping her day as normal as possible yeah you know just keeping everything as normal as possible for her
0: and i then felt completely empowered to to fight as hard as i could yeah and, that,
1: that... and I, I think even if, you know, even if you don't feel it inside, if you smile outwardly, yeah. it does have an impact on your brain. So because I had Bryony there, you know, who was a young child, I was doing that. I, you know, we were still doing all the things we did. I was taking her to school, picking her up from school, doing things at the weekend.
0: You just mentioned something there that, that, that's brought back a memory, and that is very early on in my chemo treatment, you know, when things were really bad, when it's first sort of hitting you hard. Yeah. You got me to come downstairs and help her with her homework.
1: Yeah.
0: And I remember that being such an unbelievably positive lift. Yeah. And, you know, that smile comment that you made. Yeah. I think that sort of fits with that because doing the normal things, which you would normally do yeah. to support either your life or your family or whatever yeah. it may be, I think goes a long way towards making you feel normal. Yeah. And the one thing you don't feel when you're in that situation is normal. No. And we're home.
1: We're back home.
0: My goodness. I think as well... It's per- not as
1: cold, is it, as it was? I don't think. I'm
0: fairly chilly. It's
1: chilly, <laughs> but it's not as perishing sub-zero as it was, I don't think. Right, don't drop your phone, Kay. Don't drop your phone.
0: And at least I have managed to find the keys. So, I'm pretty sure we've bottomed out all the questions that you've been asking. Thank you very much oh. for all of those. Don't hesitate to us because what we'll do now is we'll store them up again and the next time we've got a few to do a show or two we'll do another show but next time we're going to be back and we're going to do an episode on uh, what would the world be like if the news disappeared for two weeks (laughs) I think that's a really deep and interesting subject. It is
1: an interesting subject.
0: And, you know, it's just because there's positives to it and there's also negatives to it as well. And it'll be sort of good to try and delve to the bottom of, would we all be better off if we weren't constantly bombarded with 24-hour news? Because the natural reaction is, yes, we would. Mm. And perhaps that is the answer we'll come to. But I do think there's pulls, Mm. you know, both Mm. ways. Mm. So in the meantime, folks, thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful to be with you. And we'll see you next time for more Bakery Bears Radio Show. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com
1: forward slash listen forward slash.